morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. time we've had in God's presence this morning. Go ahead and find your seats. Thanks to the team for leading us into worship. What a great job they did this morning. I thank God for them. I was thinking about where we were at in our society here in the middle of coronavirus, in the middle of pandemic. And, you know, many churches are not even operating. Even churches, you know, we're back to 30% capacity. It's not what I would like it to be. Uh, many of you have had to stay home today, and um, that's just the way it is right now. But I, I'm glad to have 30%, but there are many churches that are not operating. They're not having church. And, and I, I'm not liking the fact that the Word of God tells us to gather together. It tells us, it, it, in fact, it says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. We, we need to come together as a church. We need to come together to worship and I don't know if you've noticed in our society, but in churches, churches are not like what they used to be 50 years ago. Back in the earlier times, churches were central to society. Churches were central to the community. You probably can think of a church that sets in the middle or center of town you know, that had the big spire that goes up into the middle of the sky. You know, that was the central place in our society. They held prominent locations in our cities. Bells and clock towers on the, the church steeples used to be used to tell time. And it's, there, there's still some of that goes on. But I've found that today in our society, many of those grand churches... Many of those edifices are empty. Many of them are no longer churches. A few years ago when I first got here, a young lady by the name of Grace got married in a, in a beautiful church in downtown Toronto. Some of you were at that wedding. It's no longer a church. It's a party facility. It's a wedding venue. Because church has lost its oomph in society. Church has lost its prominence in society. Many of them are now museums. I went to Quebec City last summer. No, it wasn't last summer. Two summers ago. Last summer was a wash, right, for all of us. We didn't go anywhere. Uh, two summers ago, it just seems like it was last summer, uh, we went to Quebec City and, and spent a few days in old Quebec, and what a beautiful place it is. If you've not yet been to old Quebec City, uh, when pandemic is done and lockdowns are over, go. It is worth the trip. It's cheaper than going to a Europe, but you're going to feel like you're in a Europe. And uh, we were there, and we were on one of those bus tours that takes you around the city, and they're pointing out all this stuff. And there was one stop on the tour was this beautiful church, but it's only a church as a has-been church. It's now condos in this church. And I'm saying all that to say, church is no longer at the center of our society. 
Church is no longer at the center of our lives, no longer at the center of our cultures. But I'm believing, and I know what the Word of God has to say, that church and the power of God that should be happening in a church is not gone. It's not ended. God's plan is that His power would be at work in the middle of us. Amen? I'm going to preach a simple thought today. And I'm telling all of us here at Life Church, it's time to believe in God's power once again. Amen? It's time. Someone say it's time. It's time to do what? It's time to believe in God's power once again. The early church in the book of Acts, we just finished last year working through the book of Acts as a church in Bible study, and and we learned that the Acts church was a church of power. Acts 2 and 43 tells us, this is after the day of Pentecost, after the Holy Ghost was poured out on everyone on the day of Pentecost, and 3,000 souls were added to the church. The Bible says that fear came upon every soul. This is the second part that I want you to get. And many, what's it say? Wonders and signs were done through the apostles. This Acts church, these Acts leaders, they only just believed what God wanted to do through them. And the Bible says that many powerful signs and wonders were done through these apostles. Acts 17 and 6 lets us know that talking about the disciples and the apostles, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. I'm grateful today that I'm a part of a group of people that we believe that God wants to move today. We're not just a church that has been. We're not just a church that is thinking in the past. We're thinking that today, that we are a church that believes in faith and the power of God. And I want to tell someone here today, if you've come here with a need in your life today, the power of God is real and God desires to do supernatural signs and wonders and miracles through the power of His Spirit. Someone say, it's time. It's time for the church to believe in God's power, God's supernatural power, once again. You know, and I'm going to work through a couple of verses here today in your hearing. I'm not teaching, I'm preaching, or as as some would say, it's preaching. A little bit of teaching and a little bit of preaching. I'm going to preach here for a moment. The Bible lets us know that the power of God is promised to us. Luke chapter 24 and verse 49, Jesus is talking. He says, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with... Okay, you guys don't believe this. He says, go wait in Jerusalem. I'm sending the promise of my Father. Go wait until you're endued with power from on high. You know, this was a theme in the New Testament church. When they got together, there was power. When they got together, God moved. When they got together, they saw signs and wonders and miracles taking place because we've got the accounts 
of them in the book of Acts. Now, how, how come all the churches in Burlington and Oakville and Hamilton and the surrounding area, how come they're not all believing that today? I can't answer that question. But I just want you to know that the Old Testament prophet says, in the last day, God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. God's promised us that Holy Ghost power that's going to be poured out on his people. This is a great promise. To think about it, it's, it's the spirit of Almighty God is going to come and it's going to live in the hearts of men and women. I, I, I don't know about you, but it, it excites me to know that, that God is not just a, a, a being out there somewhere that doesn't care who I am or anything, but He cares about me and He loves me so much. He went to a cross and died for me and He sent His Spirit to live inside of me so that I could have communion with Him and I could experience the great things that God has for us. Jesus told His disciples while He was walking with them in John 14 and 17, He says, He dwells with you. Talking about the spirit that was in him. He said, the spirit of truth dwells with you and shall be or will be in you. He promised the infilling of his spirit. Hallelujah. Acts 1 and 8, just working down through here. Um, it says, but you shall receive, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus promised his church this gift of his power. Uh, I, I don't know, but this power, I don't think that the church has experienced it in the way we need to experience it. I think too often we live with our sicknesses and we live with our troubles and we live with our problems. And I think too often we don't see God do what God wants to do in our cities and neighborhoods and surrounding areas because we're not experiencing and walking in the power that's been promised to us. But we can receive that power. And I thank God that many of us have received that power. I'm going to talk about it. Acts chapter 2 and verse 2 said, this is when it happened the first time on the day of Pentecost. It said, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And then in verse 4, it goes on to say, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. As God gave them the ability, something supernatural took place in their life. When God filled them with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says he gave them another language that they could speak, a language they never learned. And that was the initial sign that they'd received the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 and 38, when Peter preaches the great message on the day of Pentecost, trying to explain what has just happened in the upper room and the, all these people speaking in other tongues. He, he was trying to explain to them what was going on. And he said, you know, this Jesus went to a cross and died and you crucified him. And, and they, they, they guess said, Peter, what do we do? So Peter responds to them with this comment. He says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. That's the power. You're going to receive power from God. It's the promise of the Father that he's going to pour his power. It's, you're going to be endued with power from on high. He said this promise is to you and your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God will call. 
You know, but here we are in North America. And North Americans, for the most part, now there are some people that believe in spirits, but in North America, we kind of keep that stuff quiet. We, we don't talk much about spirits. We're, we're, we're well-dressed. We're educated. We, we don't talk about that stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I've traveled a little bit in our world, and I'll, I'll tell you that the rest of the world, they are much more in tune with the spirit world than we are. They understand when someone is possessed with the Spirit. I've been in some African countries, and not just Africa, but all over, where you've seen people, and oh yeah, they're just possessed. They just understand it. They know what's going on. We're here in America. When was the last time you saw someone possessed? Trust me, there are some people that are possessed, but we're disguised in how we operate. A few years ago, I took a group of people from Life Church to Guatemala, and, and, and Guatemala is a wonderful country of the world, um, just the sweetest people on the planet. Uh, and, and we were there, uh, this was actually the trip before you guys, but just to let you guys know, we were there in Lake Atitlan. It's a beautiful um, volcanic area. There's a lake there, and the volcanoes are around the lake. It's just breathtaking. And you cross the lake to a village. And the time before I went with you guys, um, I was there a few years before that. And the missionary, Brad Thompson, our missionary that was with us last January, uh, he took us and he said, let's go find. And I, had to, I texted him last night. I said, what's the name of that guy we had to go find? It was the Maximum. He was the old wooden idol. He stood about this tall. And, and these people in this little village across the, the beautiful lake of Titlan, they, they long for the day that Maximum would come and stay at their house. On the screen, here's, here's Maximum. He's a smoking wooden idol. They, they, seriously, they, they keep him filled with cigarettes. He smokes the whole time. They, they, they burn candles, they pray to Maximum, and, and he's there in this house, and, and it's just, it's, we got to go into the house with Maximum. I, I was talking to our missionary Brad Thompson last night via some text, and he said, he said, they believe that the spirit that's within Maximum will cause their crops to grow better that they believe that you can get maximum to come to your house. There will be good things that will happen in your house. These people, they are in touch with the spirit world. Brother Thompson last night was also telling me, he said that another way that they want to connect to the spirit world is they will fly kites on the day of the dead in order to channel the spirit's down to where they are. These people are in touch with the spirit world. But here in North America, you start talking about spirits. Now, it depends on what kind of spirits you're talking about, but we don't like to talk about spirits in North America. Right? It's kind of like... But the Bible talks about not an evil spirit, but it talks about the Holy Spirit. 
And what is the Holy Spirit? It's almighty God by the power of His Spirit that wants to come and live. You want blessings in your home? You want the power of God to live in your life? You need His Spirit to come and be a blessing over your home. We prayed that a minute ago, that His Spirit would go before us and behind us and beside us, all around us and within us. But really... Being possessed by a spirit, it really depends on what kind of a spirit we're talking about. Because there are people, and maybe you know some, I pray they're not here today. You, you, you might know some people and you say, well, they, they got a bad spirit. Amen? There, there are people, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to make light, there, there is a spiritual world that's active in North America, in Canada, in Burlington, that's happening. And we as the church, we must understand that we must be filled. Someone say filled. We must be filled with the power of God's Holy Spirit. Because if you're filled with an evil spirit, there's going to be torment, there's going to be depression, there's going to be turmoil in your life, there's not going to be any peace, and evil is going to surround your family. But if you're filled with God's Holy Spirit, there's new life, there's transformation, there's deliverance, there, there's being set free from the sins of your past, there's peace, the Bible says, that passes all understanding. And the one good thing about it, it, it gives you that eternal life. You, you live with eternal life down inside of you because you've got the mighty, almighty power of God living in your soul. I'm so glad that I don't need a, a smoking wooden idol to pray to. I'm so glad I don't gotta go find a kite today and see if I can get to the spirit world by flying a kite. I'm so glad that all I gotta do is I'm just gonna bow my head and cry out to God, and God will come by the power of His Spirit. He wants to fill you. He wants to endue you with power from on high. Someone say, it's time. It's time to believe in God's power. Now, now when you have God's power, you have endless possibilities. We, we have seen it here at Life Church. We have seen God do supernatural things. We've seen God do miracles in people's lives. We've seen God set people free from their sin. We, we've seen people, their lives transformed by the power of Almighty God. And that's what we should be seeing if we're a church according to what the Bible says we should be a church like. Acts 4 and 30 the Bible says, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. There, there's a power that comes from Almighty God. He's not just a God who's dead. He's not a God of wood, a God of stone. He's not a God that can't hear you. He can hear you, and when you cry out to Him in prayer, He will come and He will minister. The book of Acts is the acts of the apostles, or their actions. It's the book of actions. I just want you to know if you have a need from God, you need God to do something in your life today, a need in your life, 
God wants to meet it because he's the almighty God. He's the God of power. He's the God of wonders. He's the God of signs and miracles. All we have to do is simply connect to the power. I've got a little something here. Just give me a second. Someone was really kind and decided to remove my prop. I don't know who did it. I won't blame him. Ray, was that you? Ray was. <laughs> quickly, quickly, quickly. I, I just put it there right before the service. No one's going to touch this. We have to be connected to the power. Amen? Thank you. <laughs> you know what? This thing is, is a good-looking vacuum, amen? Looks really good. It's a Dyson. I don't know that they're the best, but uh, they're good. This is only as good as the connection that it has to the power. It can look good in that closet over there. You can even get it out and you can make it go over. There's some crumbs right there on the floor. I don't know if it's fresh crumbs or not, but there's crumbs. You can go over the crumbs all day long with this thing. When it's not connected to the power, it does you no good. But if we would just take this little thing right here and just get it connected to the power source, push the little button, my word, this thing works like a champ. I don't know who made this meth, Ruth. Was this you, Ruth, that made this? No. You're the one that's always cleaning up the mess. This thing is only good when it's connected. Too often we want to serve God and we, we start living for God and then we, what happens is we, we get away from God. We're no longer connected. We're no good when we're not connected to God. We've got to be connected to the source of power and when you're connected... I'm telling you, great things can take place when you're connected. Jesus, we need to be connected to God. Amen? We're only effective when we're connected to the power. I got a lot of stuff to say here. Malenka, stand real quick. Malenka has been a part of our church for six years? Six years now. And when Malenka came in, like I remember her first Sunday. She was sitting about, I think, where, where Wendy and Gary were sitting. About, about right there. No, was it over here? Okay. I, excuse me. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me know that. She was so, like, nervous. Like, I mean, she was white-knuckling that chair in front of her, and she was like, what is going on in this place? These people are out of their mind. They just get up and they worship God. They raise their hands. Some of them even do a little bit of jumping. Like, what are they so excited about? Melanchia started coming, and, and, and over the course of two or three months, she kind of, the white knuckles kind of let go a little bit. And every once in a while, you'd see her kind of get a little like, you know, and, and, but she was nervous about this whole thing. This was very foreign to her. She had never been to church like this in her life. And there was a lot of doubts. There was not a lot of doubts. She, she had a lot of doubts about this God. She had a lot of doubts about whether God could really do it or not. 
Is this God even real? I know they're talking about it. It seems good. These guys are all crazy or, or else they've got their you know, minds around something that's really working or something. But she, she, she ended up having a little situation show up in her life. The doctors found that there was a lump in one of her breasts. And, and she was scheduled to have surgery to remove it. And, and I remember you know, that, that period of time. She'd been here maybe a year, year and a half at that time. Was it that long? Six months, six months. Thank you for helping me get this story straight. <laughs> she was here about six months, still a little under, unsure about this God thing. Is, is this all really true? Is this power of God really true? And, and, and so before the surgery, my wife and some of the ladies brought her down front and they prayed for her. And they prayed in Jesus' name. They anointed her with oil. If you need prayer, the Bible talks about it about anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And the Bible says the Lord will raise you up. So if you have a serious need, come and we'll pray and anoint you with oil. We'll pray. They prayed over her, and she goes to her pre-op appointment, the, the appointment before the surgery. And the doctor says, okay, let's check this out. And he checks, and he checks. Is that not accurate? And what does he say, Malenka? He said, it's gone. He said, it's gone. That's what miraculous power of God can do in someone's life. Praise God. I thank God for his miraculous power. Thank you, Sister Malenka. Um, and, and many of you, I, I could pick on Mark. I could pick on Lloyd, who must be upstairs in overflow. I know there are miracles that have taken place in your lives, sharing miracles in your family, things that God showed up and has done. We, we, we've been documenting all the things that God has done at Life Church because the, the church must be a church that has the power of God evident. Amen? Acts chapter 3 highlights a wonderful miracle. Let me just take a moment and, and just kind of break this down for you. Peter and John, they had just received the Holy Ghost in Acts 2. They were brand new with this whole power that God had given them. They were fresh with the Holy Ghost. And in Acts chapter 3, it says, Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. I'll just stop right there. You know, there's something to be said for, for going and having a time of prayer. These guys had an hour of prayer. I'm not saying pray an hour. Maybe we all need to pray an hour. Maybe we'd see more of God if we prayed an hour. But I'm saying have a time scheduled where you pray. I'm encouraging the people of Life Church find a time early before you start out on your day, before you go to the office, before you get on the road. Take some time and pray and say, God, I need you to take 10 minutes. It's better than you're not doing no prayer at all. Amen? Amen. They, they were heading to the temple at the hour of prayer and and God moves. When people pray, God moves. Two says, And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. He was there to ask alms of those who entered the temple. This guy who was asking alms, seeing Peter and John about to go in the temple, they asked for alms. I just want you to know that Every single day on your walk and going to the store and going to the office and, and anywhere you travel and Costco's and Walmart's and wherever you stop, there's going to be needs. There's going to be needs in your office. There's going to be people in your life 
that, that God has placed you as a child of God to be able to minister to their needs. People have all kinds of hurts. They have habits, they have hang-ups, they have struggles. They've got financial troubles. They've got kids that are messed up. Their, their, their thinking is messed up. And they need an almighty God. They need a child of God that's full of his power that would be willing to take a moment and stop and pray for a need. Verse 4 says, And fixing his eyes on him with Peter, with John, Peter said, Look at us. So the lame man gave him their, his attention expecting to receive something from them. He was expecting a coin or two from Peter and John. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. I might not have what you want or you think you want. I might, I might be limited in my finances right now. I, I might not be able to meet that need in myself. He says, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I want you to know here that he didn't say in the name of Steve O'Donnell, in the name of Peter, in the name of John, in the name of Mickey Mouse. He didn't say any of that. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there's power. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what you've brought here today. I don't know what situations you have. I'm not sure if it's finances, if it's healing for your body, if it's relationship troubles. I don't really know and I don't really care. Because God is able to meet every need that's in this room. Amen? He's the healer. He's the great physician. He's the provider. He's the peace speaker. He's the one that can mend broken hearts. He's the God that is the God that can set people free. We need to look past our limitations and we just need to use the power that God has placed inside of us to use it for his kingdom and for his glory. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's the name that has been authorized. It's the name that's been given. Jesus said himself in Matthew 28 and 18, he says, all power. Someone say all power. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And, and as believers, we get to share in that power. He says in Mark 16 and verse 17, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Are there any believers in the house today? These are the signs that should follow them that believe. Now let's look at this list. In my name. What name? In the name of Jesus, Jesus is speaking. He says, in my name, they shall cast out devils. Well, here in North America, there's no devils, right? There are, but they're well-dressed devils. They shall speak with new tongues. That's God's going to pour out his spirit. God's going to fill people with the Holy Ghost. God's going to do that work. They're going to speak with other tongues in the name of Jesus. They shall take up serpents. You guys all know how much I love snakes, right? <laughs> That's not going to be happening. I know there are churches. I don't know why they do that because it's kind of crazy. But we don't do that here. I don't think that's meaning to tempt God. That means like Paul when he was gathering sticks and putting them in the fire and a serpent came out and bit him. 
That's taking up serpents, but it would not hurt him, the Bible says. Don't tempt God with the word of God. We're not going to be doing any snakes. I don't like the pictures of snakes. <laughs> My kids will every once in a while, hey, Dad, look at this, and it'll be this snake or this spider that jumps at you, and you know, you just kind of... These are the signs that shall follow them that believe. He says, in my name you'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I'm telling you, believers, there's a power that we have in the Holy Ghost, and we're not using it the way that we need to be using it. When was the last time you prayed for someone? And they were healed. I thank God for what God has done in the lives of many here in this altar as they've been prayed over. And we've got many of those names documented in situations. But the Bible says you can lay hands on the sick and they, can, they will recover. There's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, every sickness, every trouble, every hopelessness. There's power in that name. Whatever you're needing right now, I'm just saying all you got to do is pray in Jesus' name because there's power in the name of Jesus. Now let's look at the miracle as it took place. Acts 3 and 7 says, and they took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And so leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. That's the miracle. These two young guys, I think they were young, middle-aged guys, Peter and John, they had just received the Holy Ghost, and they're on the way to the temple, and this lame guy is there, and they've probably seen him. The Bible says he was, he was lame since his mother's womb. He, he was lame his entire life. He was there at the gate, beautiful, and I, they probably just, you know how I am, I, 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 just, I, just, I just ignore. Usually when I walk by people that are wanting something from me, you know, you get those people in the mall, and they're, they're wanting to file your fingernails or whatever they're wanting to do, give you whatever. You know, I just, I just kind of like, I, I look the other way. <laughs> I, I'm sure that this lame man, that people ignored him every day. Look the other way. They, they saw him there, but they, as soon as they saw him, they found something else to look at. But Peter and John had just received the power of the Holy Ghost. They had just got on their way to the temple to pray. And they figured, you know what? There's a need I'm going to do. If God says I've got power in dude from on high, I I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it to work. And they began to speak in faith. And God healed that lame man. And the Bible says they walked to the temple together. And this guy was walking and he was leaping and he was praising God with his brand new legs. And it amazed the crowd. It's almost like what happened to Malenka. She, I'm telling you, once, once God healed her of that, I mean, she was all in. She was here. I don't think she's missed a Sunday except for when she's had to work. I mean, she's been baptized. She's received the Holy Ghost. She volunteers. She comes weekends and other times when we need her. Uh, she's all in because she now believes the word of God. She's now experienced the power of God, and that experience has made her a believer. I'm saying to Life Church today, it's time to believe in God's power once again. Amen? I'm almost done. This book of Acts that we studied back in 2020, 
There's 28 chapters in the book of Acts. Someone say 28. It's the acts of the apostles, or the actions of the apostles. Many, I mean, I use one miracle in that in Acts 3, but there's many miracles. There's many signs and wonders of what God. There's people filled with the Holy Ghost, 3,000 and 5,000, and it just goes on and on and on. And, and we find that Paul the apostle in, in Acts chapter 28, he's in a Roman prison. He's, he's waiting for his sentence confined in chains. And you're thinking, that's not the way that the book of Acts should end. The book of Acts should not end with the main character, one of the main characters, like locked up in a Roman prison in chains. Doesn't seem like a promising strategy for accomplishing the mission of this first church. Doesn't seem like the right ending of this book. But as you read the book of Acts and the very last words of the book of Acts in Acts 28, it ends with a single Greek word. And the Greek word is this it's akalutos. You don't need to know that. But what that word means is simply this this Greek word, the last phrase of the book of Acts says, Unstoppable. Someone say unstoppable. This means that it doesn't matter that Paul is in prison. It doesn't matter that his hands and feet might be chained. This church is unstoppable. God's church is going to be open for great opportunities. Luke writes that the church is unstoppable. That's, that, that's kind of one of those things. Like, is, is God being funny here? Unstoppable? Your main guy's in prison. Your main guy's locked up. But I think that Luke, the writer of the book of Acts, understood that there's nothing that can stop the church of the living God. I believe that, that Luke, just, he knew in himself that this church, it might have a few bumps along the way. There might be a leader in prison right now. But this church that is God's church, it is unstoppable. There might be some martyrs along the way. There might be some people who are thrown to the lions. There might be some people that are burned at the stake for their faith. But this church was going to be unstoppable. Do you know why it's unstoppable? Because we're serving a God who is unstoppable. Job chapter 42 and verse 2 says it like this. Job's talking to God. He says, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Hallelujah. This God that we are serving, this God that poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, this God that wants to heal people's bodies today, this God that wants to fill people with the power of the Spirit today. He's unstoppable. We have the same truth. We're serving the same God. We must have that same power. It's time to believe in God's power once again. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life 
your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram, and on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.